All right, we're rolling in four, three, two, one. All right, everybody, hold on to your hats and buckle up. BMOC is out of the country, and he left the keys to the show to us. This is Sports Wednesday, Knucklehead Edition. sounds so good all right welcome everybody welcome to sports wednesday podcast where we kind of know that one guy that did that one thing in that one game and sometimes we talk about it aimlessly for hours i'm the coach basketball legend matt longley (laughs) it's funny when i say that by myself and i'm joined by my co-host the guitar riffing hockey loving yinzer eating son of a gun it's the maestro brian hake How's it going, everybody? We're missing uh, we're missing BMOC this week. He's down in the Virgin Islands, living it up in the tropics, sending us weird pictures of lizards, drinking virgin daiquiris oh. in the Virgin Islands. Does he call those daiquiri sadness as much as he calls <laughs> O'Doul's? All right, so we're gonna try to do this down one man, but you know, just like uh, in um, Hoosiers, my team's on the floor, coach. So let's go ahead and play. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start tonight with a commute. All right, you guys ready? A little extra loving on that one. All right, well, of course, if we're going to do a show right now, the timing of it is all about the NCAA opening tournament weekend. Started last Thursday. We're coming off that weekend. Lots and lots of basketball. Yeah. And how much did you watch? I watched about uh, hmm, five minutes <laughs> of the uh, fourth quarter of the Ohio State game. It was real thrilling. It was um, bad passing, bad shooting. It was just bad. Yeah, so the inside tonight is going to be top notch. I, I didn't watch a lot on Thursday. Got a touch of it on Friday. Um and yesterday I was at my in-laws and we were sitting in the house and I swear to God, I've watched more basketball than I've ever seen in a long time. Oh, but I realized something. You watch several games and you realize one game that comes in front of it and the game that plays after it, they do the exact same thing. Like it's really, really similar where you're almost like, wow, I can almost predict what they're going to do. And the coaches all look the same. Yep. And they're angry about everything. Um, so... We were just talking before the show, and we were talking about, I was going to ask Maestro, what, what are you thinking about as far as the tournament? And you made a great point. Oh, yeah. You, you said, which top seed is in trouble? And I said, all of them. <laughs> which? Well, you got you to expand on that. Why do you think all of them are in trouble? Because um, I think they're all probably sitting pretty and ripe for being beat. Um, I think that the Cinderella stories are gone. I think that they're all going, wow, I think we can kind of skate through this. There's no team that uh, we can't beat. And so I think their guard might be down a little bit, but what do I know? Because <laughs> really the only the only Cinderella left, like true, true Cinderella is Oregon. Yep. And uh, they're going to have to go through, um, they're going to have to go through Virginia, which is, of course, your, your darling team. Yep. And... 
you know, if, if I'm going to go through what I think, let's so let's go ahead and talk about it. Which one do I think has has the most trouble? I I got to tell you, um, North Carolina did not get a friendly draw, so North Carolina has to go basically through. Um, they have to go through Kentucky to get to where they need to be to get mm-hmm. to the finals. Compared to uh, Virginia, like I said, they've got to get through um, Oregon, Oregon, and then they've got to get through Tennessee, maybe Tennessee or Purdue. So I mean. That one doesn't feel like I feel like who is that team? That's they're scary. They're scary, yeah. Um, but I, I then you've got Duke, so we'll we'll talk about Duke last. Do you I, think Duke had their big scare? Do you think that's? Uh, oh my God! They. Do you think that was like all right? We're scared now. We'll, our eyes are open. So I got it. Yeah. So I that's a game I watched from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I watched, and that's a game that like we were all sitting around in this room, like all of them, like. My in-laws are from Kentucky. They live and breathe basketball. If somebody's bouncing a basketball somewhere, they'll watch it on TV. So we're watching that game. And, of course, if you're from Kentucky, what's the one team, the one team that you hate more than anything? It's Duke. Yep. You hate Duke. They even have the same colors. But they hate Duke. I mean, yeah. my father-in-law, he hates Duke. So we're watching this game. And, of course, what I noticed, though, Duke played a fantastic game. But UCF was playing a perfect game. Like they were doing. Did UCF have that real tall guy? Yes, the seven was, six. Guy. Was he shutting down? What's his name? Well, not really. Like no. he, in the beginning, Zion he he went to the hole. He got stopped. There were a couple times when he did that, and he did. It kept Zion from 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 driving. Now mm-hmm. that that was the one thing. But both teams were shooting. Like when they needed a three pointer, compared to like our team, Ohio State, they can't you know they can't find one. Right. They got a three pointer from someone. Nice. And um, so, like, yeah, maybe they got the scare, but I feel like... like the, Well, who are the other players? So we got Gonzaga. You got Gonzaga, you got UNC, UNC you got Duke, and then you've got Virginia. That's it? Those are the four? Those are the fours. So, I mean, like, if you're looking at... So let's look at where they have to go. So Duke has to go through... They're going to have to go through Virginia Tech, and they go through the winner of LSU and Michigan State. So... Okay. I mean, Michigan State's got the reputation. LSU, I mean, they're good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have some issues with their coach, who's not even there, who is yeah, yeah. not even allowed to coach. And then you've got uh, Gonzaga, who's got to basically go through – they got to go through Florida State, who is playing really well right now. But then Texas Tech and Michigan, who I picked to win it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, and Michigan and Michigan State are both two seeds, right? Correct. So I'm the only one that actually picked a one seed. Yes, yes, you did. And then North Carolina obviously has to go I don't through. Think Auburn. I like that tone. <laughs> I am I the guy that doesn't believe in number one seeds? I don't believe in them. Yeah, I don't believe them. You um, know, you know, I my team already won. They they already won my bet. They only needed to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Oh, that's oh, that's right. I wasn't so, going to bring that up. Oh my so God. if UNC loses, because you said yes, you're only they're my out. Yes, yeah. UNC has to win it all. Man, I'm thirsty. so oh. Go Tar Heels. So yeah, so so you're going with you say who? Pick one now. I'm putting putting the gun to your head now. Which one are you saying has the most trouble? Um. Hmm. I'm gonna say Duke. Okay. Hmm. What are you saying? 
See, I want to say UNC, but that that because I'm gonna I want to make That's a bet. Right. Of course, I want to make a but bet you, here. But I want to I want USC to win, so that, I have to separate yeah, that. So I have to pick another know, one because you didn't pick them in your tournament bracket. No, you picked them on the but, show. So how does that work? Ago. So if I pick UNC, yeah, but for our bet, I need them to go all the way. I have to. They have to win it. You got to go with the now. I got to go with the now. All right. I think. You know what? I'm going to go with Gonzaga because they got to face Michigan. So I'm going to go with Gonzaga because right. I believe in Michigan. So we okay. we have a bet. BMOC, what do you what are you going with? Uh, <laughs> I hate golf. I hate golf. Uh, Petey, what do you think? Oh, Petey Poop. Oh, that's the peepee dome. <laughs> mm, well played. Well played. Um, I think Pete would pick. He would pick Virginia. All right, so he picks Virginia. Okay, what do you want to bet on that? Okay, excellent. We've got a bet. All right. All right. So, uh, next thing is the tourney pick'em, the Sports Wednesday tourney pick'em. Um, a little update on that. Uh, we had 21 people join, which is which is big for us. How many did we have last year? Do you got less you than 21, I think. <laughs> I did not go back and look. That would be the research I'd need to do. Yeah. But. Uh, right now, leading is not one of us. Uh, whoever Coombs21, you're leading. Uh, just want to let you know that we are working on a fabulous prize. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. And you, look at you. You're I third. I know, I'm at third. Yeah. I'm big big surprise, though. Big really. surprise. I'm in fifth. I'm the only person that picked the Virginia. Yeah. Coach, you're the only one that picked Michigan. There's a lot of variety at the top. Yeah, there really is. I do want to throw one shout-out to a buddy of mine that lives in... Uh, Colorado, uh, a friend of mine named Hop. He is now a new, well, we'll say early fan or new fan to the show. He uh, he's in here, and I hope you win, Hop. But you've got a lot of work ahead of you. Which can we talk a little bit about where BMOC is? Yeah, I do want to look right where he is. He's at nineteenth out of how many? Out of twenty-one. Ooh. Yeah, he's just right right ahead of Sperm and German, and. Uh, the guy, uh, the guessing game, which they have a total of two points. So My he, guess is he picked uh, Kansas State to go all the way. He did. He had Kansas State going all the way. Sorry about your Wildcats. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, other thing I want to real quick update. We did some upset specials. Uh, yeah, Flo, I think I'm going to take the upset special. And we got one or two. Um, I, the coach, I picked St. Mary's over Villanova. That did not come through. But Murray State, go Racers. <sighs> John Morant, he is the real deal. Yeah, our uh, our number one upset specials, I don't think anybody got any. No. But then we decided to do a, a round two upset specials, and we all killed it. Yeah, you hit with uh, Oregon, lost with New Mexico State, BMOC, lost with St. Louis, and he uh, he took Ohio State. Ohio State. How did they look against Houston? Did you watch any of that game? Uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they looked pretty good for about a half, but Houston's way too fast. Like There are points where they have this guard. Of course, I don't remember his name. And he, as when he would fly past him, it was literally, those guys were trying to stick with him. It's like they were standing still. They were so much faster. Yeah. Yeah. God bless them for trying. They looked, I mean, even in that first game, they looked a little slow. Oh, yeah. They get the Avis We Try Harder award. Yep. All right. So that is part one of the commute. And we're going to yep. transition yep. to the next one. Mm-hmm. All right. Like yep. I tell everybody. Yes, Can't sir. have a part one without a part two. Let's do it. Part two. Part two.
trooper for that, you. A trooper. All right. Well, it's part two. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know there's something that... Something missing? Something missing. <laughs> and uh, it's been missing for a while, and God bless it, it's back. It's, it's March, and baseball's back. God bless it. I'm just going to give a slow clap for baseball. I was talking about BMOC, but... Oh, no. Talking about I'm talking baseball. about baseball. Oh, yeah. BMOC. He'll be back at some point. But, yeah, baseball is back. I'm a baseball uh, guy. They I'm played a, a couple guy. games I'm in Japan to say goodbye guy. to Ichiro. And uh, opening day is is March 28th, which I found out before the show is the earliest opening day. That's Thursday. That's Thursday. Wow. Earliest. All 30 teams are playing on opening day this year. All 30 teams. Um, earliest opening day in history. Um which I do think it's crazy. I was just thinking about the timing of this being right in the middle of NCAA March Madness. If you want the spotlight to be on you, your opening day is your, that's your bell cow. I mean, that's your thats your day. Mm-hmm. And that's the same day that Sweet 16 games are going to be playing that evening. So you're basically losing half of your audience for a, for a sport that, you know, except you're a baseball guy. Well, yeah, nobody's watching. Nobody's that. watching. Yeah. Um, but so anyway... Baseball season Except started. Be I'll be watching. Who do the Indians play on opening day? Do you know? They play the Toronto Blue Jays. Four o'clock, four ten. I'll be there. I'll be. I won't be at the game, but I will be somewhere watching that game. Nice. Um, so season starting, and they'll be at Delshawn's. I'll be there at Delshawn. I'll be there at three thirty. So then, um, so the season starting, and before I don't really want to go into a full. Who's going to win the Central? That's BMOC's thing. He's going to ask us, and of course I'll be right in everything I say. But um, w- there was a ton of shit that happened. A ton of stuff. I mean, over a billion dollars in, in four guys, basically. You're talking about Machado. You're talking about Harper. You're talking about Trout. Trout so, and Hoppo. Well, the, 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 the Trout thing, is, is re- that happened? Yeah. Okay. So that happened. So basically between those three, you've got over a billion dollars in, in, in contracts. Trout and But there's some movement. I mean, there's there's teams. Like, is it going to make any difference? Like, are we going to see anything different come October next year? Playoffs? Is it going to be compelling? Or are we going to have the same damn teams that we had last year? Um... If you're asking me, a non-baseball guy, I mean, I, the little bit I know, I don't see any other teams. You know, if you think about that Final Four or those playoff teams, I don't see anybody rivaling those teams. Yeah, it's I mean, going to be the Yankees. It'll be the Astros. I mean, I, it might be a little bit more up in the air with the National League. Yeah, like I don't know if the Spot Cubs on, are going to yes. get there. It might be the Phillies, but it might be the Nats. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of the predictors are still having the Nationals win, uh, win the National League East, and it has the Phillies at third. So I mean, like, I mean, it's it's baseball this early is is like it's like predicting the lottery at some ways. Yeah. I'm like, it's so hard because injuries. Uh, but who's that other team? The Boston. Boston. They're probably not going to be very. No, good this year. <laughs> those Red Sox. They're never good. Um, yeah. So is it? It's going to be this it, like. Like for me, there's a lot of money spent, but like let's look at the players. Like Machado goes to to the Padres. That that team was last in the West. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that one player going to make no? No, I, I I don't think so. I mean, he should just went back to the Orioles. He, he if you're <laughs> going to be last place, you might as well be somewhere that you know. So yeah, I don't I I agree with you. I don't mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're going to see the same show. Are there any sleeper teams that like you're? Because I remember last year. I felt like you mentioned somebody. 
was it Colorado maybe? Yes, Colorado, and I like I liked Milwaukee. I well, I thought I liked Milwaukee. You did like Milwaukee. I didn't believe in Milwaukee, and Milwaukee made a fool out of me. But you know, I'm used who's, to that. Who's the guy in Milwaukee that I liked? Yellick. No, uh, Mustakis. Oh, you love, and he resigned with them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Are they still a contender this year? Or are they a pretender? No, they're a contender. But the problem with that team is that last year you already mentioned it, and I was going to say something. The Cubs were had an off year last year. They're not going to have two years off. You don't think? I I, I just don't think so. I think they're going to come back. Chris Bryant had a, an injury plagued year. They've got Javier Baez. They've got the players to yeah. be really good. And they have the I, pitching. They do. Yeah. Um. But the their only problem is their bullpen. But that's everybody's problem. So I mean, they're going to sort it. I just feel like that 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 central. All right, I'm going to give you two minutes. Okay. To tell me the, a quick summary of the Indians' chances. Okay, so the Indian here's the two minutes. Thank two God minutes. you gave me two minutes. Here's the Indians. They have the best pitching staff in baseball. I'm going to call Still? it. Still? Yes, the best pitching staff in baseball starting because they've got six starters. Uh, Sh- Shane Bieber is. One of the best young pitchers that they're going to be. That's no relation to no Justin. N- Justin. You never say never, though. But then their problem is, is he Canadian. He is not. <laughs> You're killing my two minutes. Sorry. So then, here's their problem. Their problem is their lineup cannot be ouchy. If they have the right lineup, they're going to win the Central by by six games, six to ten games, because the Central is it's garbage. Okay. Their problem is they need to be set up injury free. Starters ready to go, and they have to establish their bullpen. If they can do that come postseason, they're the team that everybody's afraid to play. Really? Yeah, that's it. That's my Indians take. That's quick. Yeah. Well, you you gave what about me two hitting. Minutes. Didn't somebody get hurt the other day? Yes, Jose Ramirez. He has a contusion on his leg. I already checked before this before <laughs> the show. He was taking grounders today, so we're good. He's going to miss opening day, but he'll be there by the second series. Kluber, what's the story with him this year? Kluber, so there's still some rumors about they want to shop him to San Diego. San Diego needs a starting pitcher. Right. It's Kluber or Bauer. If I'm the GM, which I'm not, which I should be, I don't give up Bauer because he's younger and he's electric. And I think Kluber, he's a great pitcher, but if you can get something to bring back right now. This is not medium at all. It's too far beyond. Yes. But that's fine. I, I want I want you, you tapped to have into it. Um, BMOC's not here. But if but if Kluber is still with them, then they've like I said, they have the best pitching staff in baseball, bar none. Right. Starting pitching. I'm gonna throw a scenario at you. Throw it to me. Halfway through the season, maybe mm-hmm. not even halfway, maybe a third in. Okay. Indians are not clicking. Something's off. Do they start dumping guys? They start unloading. Yes. yes. And get because money, money grab. Yes, and, and well, they'll do money grab and, and they'll do prospects because their window was. It, in 2016, mm-hmm. it, it was like this, but they can't see it because we're on a podcast. But right now, <laughs> it, it shrunk to one third of what they had. They have to, they have to strike it now. Mm-hmm. So if things start falling apart, they're 10, 12 games back. They're not even going to win the central. They're going to start. They're going to reload for the next. Is 10. there any? But realistically, though, is there anybody that's going to rival them in, in their no. division? No. Minnesota is probably the best chance because they're young and their organization is doing it right compared to Kansas City and Chicago. Chicago had a ton of money but couldn't sign anybody. Yeah. They don't have the right pieces. Minnesota's got young pitching and young hitting and they have a brand new ballpark. There's a, there's some last year was an off year. They made the wild card the year before that they they could they could rival them. Yeah. Hopefully they don't. Any predictions on my Buckos? I like your Buckos. Yeah. Yeah, I like your Buckos. They're in it. They're they're in Here's their best chance. They have to leapfrog 
Milwaukee, and they've got to fight for that wild card. They're not going to win it, but they got yeah. to fight for that wild card. The Reds, what's the their Reds? Story? Reds reloaded, but there's a lot of hope in there. They got Yasiel Puig. They've got some guys that are looking to to look good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the Reds load up guys on guys like this. So if if they suck, they've got trade partners. They've got trade to uh, get some young prospects. Nice. So yeah, that's baseball. Boy, you good just good job, unloaded. coach. <laughs> yeah. It's so, a, uh, do you have any opening day memories? I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely have an opening day memory. It was 1992 uh, at OU in Athens, Ohio. Me, uh, my friend Ed, Matt Stevens, and then I'm thinking my friend Hop was with us, too. He might say otherwise. No but BMOC, though? No BMOC. And we jumped in the car and we drove all the way up to Cleveland for their home opener, played against the Boston Red Sox. Um... We had literally the last seats at Municipal Stadium. So the row, it's row double Z, or the, the corrugated cold, cold metal. Cold up there. Cold up there. And uh, the game was 19 innings. And we knew we had a four-hour drive back. But every time it went into extra innings, it went into a 12th, the 13th, the 14th, the 15th. And we're like, at this point, we have to say That was a 6.30 game start. So 92. So you guys were legal then. We were legal, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so we, we, we you had, had some pops. We had some pops, yeah. We definitely nice. had some pops. I've made that Cleveland to Athens drive. It's when I'm tired. It's not it's long. Fun. That drive back, and they lost. They lost the game seven to five, um, which was a heartbreaker. But um, great memory, great memory. Nineteen innings. I saw two games in pl- plus an inning. Nice. Yeah, I have a similar memory, but it's not baseball. <laughs> yes. What was it? Driving back from uh, which. It, Rich Field? Rich Field Coliseum? Yeah. In Cleveland. From seeing uh, Yes in the Round. Ooh! <laughs> Back to Athens. Yeah. No way! Yeah. How was it? It Pretty. was very proggy. <laughs> very proggy. But it had every so, member of Yes in it. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, this is the sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Good times. Good times. Hmm. All right. Nice. That was that was baseball. 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 I'm a baseball guy. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. You want to get a? You want yeah. to try part three? You know what I like about having a part two? There's always an option for a third sweep sequel. <laughs> Not the sequel. Right. Let's see if Let's... I got a part three riff. What do you have? Here we go. Part three. Mm. That is a tasty treat. All right, what are we doing in part three, Coach? All right, well, so part three, BMOC is out of town. And you know what he loves when we talk about There's one subject. What, what do you think the one subject or the one sport that he doesn't like to talk about? Ooh, I just had a taco burp. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm not leading into that one. Uh, well, I know that, that uh, BMOC hates, he hates country club sports. He does hate all. Oh. With a passion, I, you know, he grew up at the country clubs. He did. Um, you know, he was comes from an affluent family. <laughs> um, so imagine, you know, Caddyshack, you know, and that's that's Peter sitting by the pool, um, putting it on his tab. Put it on his tab. Put it on the brown tab. Put it on the brown tab. No. So uh, joking aside, he hates tennis. He hates golf. But uh, you know, on coming up right on the heels, just just a week and a half away. 
We are like 14 days, I 14 think. 14 days, yeah. a tradition like no other. Yeah, like no other. Like no other. The masters. The masters. The masters. The masters. You know, uh, smell the azaleas. <laughs> smell them. Feel the grass. <laughs> Eat my hot dogs. It's Augusta. <laughs> Augusta, Georgia. Augusta, Georgia. So it's the masters. And there's Amen no- Corner. Amen Corner. <laughs> There's no other way to talk about the Masters than bringing in an Irish guy. Yeah, so we thought we would take just a couple minutes, do a little Masters preview, because um, it is a big event. And I do think, you know, when you talk about the sports cycle, you're coming right off, right off of um, March Madness, right into the Masters. It's a fun time. It is a good time. And the same people love those sports. They really do. You know, and if you're not a golf fan and you're going to pick one golf event to watch... I gotta say, it's gotta be the Masters. I think so too. It's it like fits it's like Wimbledon too. It's like you're gonna pick one. Yeah, you pick the Masters. Yep, you pick the Masters. Yep. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring in our Irish guy and we're gonna let him let him talk a little bit about what he thinks. It's way too early, of course. It's it's two weeks away, but we'll let him. The grass is getting green. It's getting green, and we'll see who's gonna win the Masters. Who's gonna wear the green jacket? Well, let me tell you who I think is gonna win it. <laughs> There's 10 golfers that could have a chance. 10 golfers. And we're going to start all the way to the bottom. I think your accent's very similar to the guy that most people are probably going to pick. It could be. It could be that guy. But you're going to have to wait and listen. So all the way in the back. Who would I pick? Well, there's Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. He played. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy Fleetwood just, I believe he was in the running for, I, I want to say it was... Two weeks ago, he fought off or Rory Mc. Long-haired guy. Long-haired guy. It's this guy right here, Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of a rock star right now. People like him. Is he, he a was, European guy? He's a European guy. Yeah. All right, keep going. So you've got Tommy Fleetwood. He's got a chance. His odds, I like it. They're twenty to one. Mm. Then you want to pull up Ricky Fowler, Mister Puma. Mister, is he gonna have it this year or is he gonna have it next year? Ricky Fowler is the most talented golfer. Who hasn't won the Masters? Mm-hmm. He's not going to win it this year either. He loves He's, that orange Tennessee guy, right? Tennessee, oh, oh Oklahoma State, <gasps> I believe. Oh, I, I, I believe. Sorry, Ricky. Eighteen to one. Then you've got Phil Mickelson, just coming off a saw. Or was it uh, Pebble Beach? Forty-eight years young. Forty-eight years young. He's ranked what? 20, 21? 20, 21. He's uh, sitting at thirty to one. But I like that pick. I like it a lot. <laughs> then, then of course, my. Personal favorite. Let's hear it. Tiger Woods. Tiger. 12 to 1. And why do I think he's 12 to 1? This is his year. He's If he's going to come back and he's going to have a chance to, to, to get to Jack, it's got to happen this Would year. Would that be a, a great story? Oh, though, if be he a won. great story. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Then you've got Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about him, so I'm not going to talk about him. Brooks Kopka. 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 He's got big... He's built like a brick shit house. 18 to 1. Mm-hmm. 18 to 1. And then you've got a couple other players. You've but then the one you've got to look for at three, Royal Mac. Rory McElroy. Rory. Just one. Coming off a victory. Is this his year? He's feeling it. He's playing really Eight well. Eight to one. He's probably the top. Yeah, he's as far as Vegas goes, they're probably the top. He's probably the top. Dustin Johnson, I would put in there. Um you know, Spieth. Two see, ju- but see, the problem I have with Justin Spieth is he, he's like 
cold oatmeal. He's not exciting. I don't want to watch him play. He's very good at golf, but it's boring. It's like Pete Sampras. Like, do people love Pete Sampras? I love Pete. I know you do. I hated him back in the day because I was an Agassi guy. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm more looking for the guy. Like, like, like Dustin Johnson hits the ball. I think Rory's a little boring, too. I think they're all boring. You know who's not boring? <laughs> Tiger Woods. <laughs> he, lo he loves the blondes. He loves the blondes. He loves hooters. And he loves to win golf tournaments. Although Dustin Johnson, he's married to, uh, or engaged to uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter. <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> he is. If, is he? If he's engaged to her, so is Chris Pratt. They're both <laughs> No. Chris Pratt, yes. No, that's Schwarzenegger. He's Who did Chris... I say? Oh, it's Gretzky. <laughs> are you comparing <laughs> Are you comparing Gretzky to Schwarzenegger? I can <laughs> That's two different people. <laughs> I got Schwarzenegger and Gretzky. I think oh. our Irishman stopped at the pub on the way over. I think so too. Alright, yeah. right. so, so 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 basically what's it what's it boiled down to? It's it's Dustin Johnson's tournament to win. To lose, to lose. You didn't even say Dustin Johnson. Yes, you did. Oh, I, did. I jumped in and said, "Yeah, he's oh, okay. absolutely yeah, yeah. crushed the ball." It's his tournament to lose, but it's Tiger Woods to steal. That's what I'm gonna say. Right I there. I like that. I yeah. like that. That's good. I would love to see Phil and Tiger in the hunt. Oh. Um, I think that would be awesome TV. It would be awesome. But you know, I, I feel like Rory's definitely the. He's the favorite, but he's. He's a dull Irishman, I gotta say. He is very dull. Yeah. Extremely dull. So I have this game, and I'm just gonna tease it out a Go little ahead. bit. Um, it's called the Masters Challenge. I've, I've done it. It's been a while since I've done it, but um, essentially what you do, you pick your top ten, What you you predict the top ten okay. on the leaderboard, All right. and your point value is based on your world ranking. Oh. And then whatever your total is, is what is is your total for this so you're predicting the top 10 you predict the top 10 but your point value for that player is based on their ranking so what i love about this game is that you could pick the top guys okay but you're only getting one or two points for them okay so the key is to pick the guy that always plays good at the masters that could get in the top 10 like bubba watson bubba watson for a long time when we used to play this game you, you would pick like Fred Couples. Always, always, who always. Who was like ranked 100. But he'd always place. But he'd always place. Yeah. And so, so you, you got to get him in the top 10. You find a, like a guy that gets like 45, 50 points for you in that top 10, and that's the key. So winning it doesn't matter. You just got to get him in the top 10. Now you do, your tiebreaker is to pick the winner. Okay. But, you know, for a long time it was like you just pick Tiger. Of course. Or Phil. Yeah, and then, then everybody else. Yeah. But the key was to get that guy. Okay. The fuzzy Zeller, the guy that would just show up and play the Masters. That was like the only tournament he played great in. Little, he always played great, and he was always in the top ten, and he might bring you 65 points. So, so. You, Greg Norman was great. He'd never win it, but he'd come close. That's right. So you always... All right, so so we pick ten golfers, and then... Your total right. score is whoever, that's who wins. So you're not really... And then the, the winner is the tiebreaker. All right, so let me let me throw this out there since you just brought it up. Do uh -huh. we want to do it between the three of us, or do we want to somehow put this out to the? I listeners? would love to put it out there. I, I think, think we should put it out there. Yeah. So somehow we're gonna let BMOC figure out how we do that electronically, and then <laughs> the metrics, the metrics, yeah, and everything. Yeah. But that that sounds like a great cool. idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm cool. all in. Cool. It's cool. All right. Yeah. We're shaking on. Cool. All right. Cool. Yeah. Shaking. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. Part three. Cool. All done. All done. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, you know what tastes pretty good right now? A singer. Silky smooth. Final thoughts. Well, ZZ. All right. ZZ for the four four. Mm, for the quattro. So for the quattro, we're gonna we're gonna roll into a uh, final thought, and uh, I got a final thought. My final thought uh, has to do with something that happened. It was announced, I believe, yesterday, which was Rob Gronkowski saying he is retiring from the NFL at the age of thirty. And um, immediately when I saw that, I, I do feel like when we were, I, I feel like when I saw him make that catch against, uh, in the Super Bowl against mm-hmm. the Rams, um, and then when they won it, in my head, after all of the rumors that are going, it just felt like that's his swan song. When he made that catch, I feel like as soon as he made that catch and it pretty much sealed the game, in his head, he's like, I'm, I can, done. I'm done. I can end my NFL career. And, and there's probably a lot of people there sitting there thinking he's 30 years old. He's got at least another five, maybe six years. He could bounce around. He could bounce around, probably make another, let's let's say conservatively, um, 30 more million dollars in contracts. Um, but I got to say bravo to this. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge Gronk fan. I mean, I like him. I think he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a physical specimen. He is a freak of nature. Um, some people kind of give him the label of he is a party guy and he's he is who he is. He's a goof. He's a goof. Yeah. But damn, is he a smart man right now? Because he is walking away from the game from his first career at the age of thirty, and from what everybody says, he's banked every dollar he's earned as a player and only spent his. his comes from a big family. Yeah, a lot of older brothers. A lot of older brothers. And so I'm sure he's. They've kept him in check. They've right? kept him in check, and he's he's got his his wits about him. There's, I, I gotta say, I know he's had a few concussions or he's had some injuries. I'm not worried about CT from a guy like this that's basically walking away on his own terms. And here's why I have to say that it, it melds greatly with another comment made by another player that's that just signed with the Jets, and that's Le'Veon Bell. And he has made some comments about the Pittsburgh ownership. And complaining, basically, he made the comment and he said that they don't want you to be human. And taken out of context, you're like, what do you mean by that? And he, he does a great job by saying is, look, I know that we're human beings. We're human beings. But as football players, all ownership for Pittsburgh wants us to do is just be football. Think football. Work out. Be football. Be football. And mm-hmm. I get that. But Le'Veon's like, you know what? Sometimes we want to play video games. Sometimes we want to make our own music. Sometimes we want to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And Gronk was a guy that did that. Like, he's a guy that, like, he lived his life, he was a human being, in what would be seen as the strictest, what you would think from the outside, with Bill Belichick keeping him in check, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and he lived that life, and now he gets to transition that to whatever. I mean, he doesn't have to do one goddamn thing for the rest of his life. I mean, nope. he's, he's lived great, but he can and do I think he'll be things. one of those guys that finds some sort of post-football career, because he's not, you know, he's not like a well spoken no guy. but he he's does want to be an announcer but i could see him bouncing around sitcoms yes or just being like sideline i could see him being like, like I a don't, sideline guy and i like don't think and i don't think he's going to be a guy that's be like a, they have those guys that when when the crowd goes away 
they can't find anything else that replaces it. I don't think he's a guy that's going to have to worry about that. No. And I think he's dating like a Sports Ooh. Illustrated swimsuit yes. model. I don't know if they're married yet. No. Maybe he's thinking we're going to get married, yeah. have kids, got 30 mil in the bank. You know, so like, to, <laughs> God, that'd be so nice. So I mean, like, to me, to walk away from something as violent and as as dangerous as football can be, professional football, yeah. with everything, all your wits about you and, and your full life ahead of you, good for you. So there was another retirement, a surprise retirement from New Orleans, right? Was that the nose tackle or center? Yes. Youngish yes. guy, all pro guy? Yep. I mean, what was his story? Do you know? So I, I think the same story is, is, is basically he's he's been banged up a little bit. I think yeah. he just wants to be able to walk away with... These guys start thinking ahead like the whole CTE thing and like yeah. what's going on and some of these past players and the, the horrible stories that you get. They think about quality of life and... How much money do I need? Do you need, yeah. to be honest? Like, think about that. I mean... Well, you got to think, too. I mean, these guys, even if they're youngish pros, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they may have only played in the pros five years, six years. Yeah. They've been playing hard-nosed football their whole lives. Well, so so Gronk has played nine years. I think he's, he said he yeah. played nine years. But... So then you've got four years of high school, and then you've got the four years, let's just say conservatively, before that when he was playing tackle football. Yeah. So in his life, he's been playing 17 years of contact football. Mm-hmm. That's... That's a lot. It's like 20 car accidents. Right. 13 of those years was college and pro. So yeah, that's at least yeah. 20 car accidents. So, And he didn't have a lot there to begin with. No. The, <laughs> like, I mean, no, no offense, Gronk. No offense. Gronk, if you're a listener, we love you, Gronk. You're, you're a great guy. Party on. Woo. We love you. But uh, yeah, he. that's a good move for me. I I, I think that's it, it. So do you think if he hadn't made that catch? I, don't, I think he comes back. Yeah. I swear to God. That was such a Gronk catch. Yeah. And I want everyone that's listening to the show, I want you to go back and watch that play. After he makes that play, he stands up. You could almost see in his eyes, he's like, F this. Yeah. I'm done. I just did what I needed to do. He, it was a Gronk play. Yeah. And he has, I mean, the last couple of years, he's had some pretty chronic injuries that yes. I think are, he's like, I'm not really playing as good as I'd like. No, and he's got, I mean, he's a big guy. He's got back injuries. Those knees, I mean, he transcended the whole position. He changed the tight end position yep. where um, some of the ways that they would try to slow him down is cut him low. And I mean, I mean, that's just, you know, you, you have to do what you have to do with it. I mean, was he 6'6", six, 6'5"? Six, six, yeah. I mean, he's a giant man and he changed how they played tight end. So, yeah, it's uh, thanks, Gronk. Yeah, we appreciate you. And uh I'm sure New, New England will find a oh replacement. There'll be some sort of amazing. They'll find type. somebody. Yeah, I'm going to call it. Jimmy Graham's going to sign with with New England. If there's a chance that they can trade for Jimmy Graham, yeah. they will. There you go. There you go. That's a good final thought. Well, I appreciate that. You know where that leaves us. This is the end. Final. Thought. Oh, we didn't say we did. that was final thoughts. So should we call it? Let's call it. Let's call it a, uh, a knucklehead finish. This was a knucklehead finish. So if you want to go ahead and go into that closet that's downstairs in the basement where nobody wants to go, open up the closet, look in the box that's in the bag that's under that blanket. You're going to grab that David Blatt bobblehead, and you're going to pat him on the head because this was Sports Wednesday Knucklehead Edition. <laughs>
sounded so good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Alex Lapson. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. So music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.